What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Nafta 30 podcast? What's up, everybody? We are back. Oh, man. Sorry, guys. A uh, little hyper. Just passed out. <laughs> Not just passed out. Uh, just past Father's Day is what I meant to say. Uh, if you live in the great province of Ontario, you might have heard Peel has passed for stage two of the, uh, I don't know, the end of quarantine, I guess. I don't know what, what they're calling it, but the get back to work phase two and i am going back to work after three months i am super excited i'm so excited i may record a podcast about it i'm not 100 percent sure this podcast podcast number 165 of the nom for 30 podcast is titled nom 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 stands for not after 30 podcast the midnight owl and wow i had mustard those three podcasts, three of the four podcasts, represented on one podcast. Maybe one day we'll have the Anam, awkward, not after 30, owl, mustard. Anyways, um, wow. I don't know if I've ever done an intro this wacky, um, but what can I say? I'm excited to get back to work. Uh, I had a great Father's Day. hope you guys all had a great Father's Day. And if you didn't have fun, it's okay. Next year, it's all going to be all good. Uh, so I've, on this podcast, I've got Tim from the Midnight Owl, Melky and John from the Mustard Podcast, and myself, and uh, we kind of go all over the place. It's a fun podcast, uh, really good kind of fly-in-the-wall conversation, very enjoyable. Loved having these guys in our virtual studio, but I hope someday soon I can have a real person in the studio again, because I miss those days, and the comfy orange chairs aren't being sat on. They look so firm. They don't have any butt creases in it. <sighs> COVID, you motherfucker. With that being said, this podcast and every Not After 30 podcast is brought to you by the great people people at Spirit Finish Painting. Uh, if you need anything painted in your house, around your house, your house, whatever, your dog, goldfish, whatever, they do everything. Uh, 289-979-9000. Thunder to the lightning. Reach out if you don't. If I said that wrong or whatever. Um, they've been longtime supporters of the show, and we appreciate that. Uh, with that being said, on with the show. This is episode 165. Guys, we're doing it. Love you all. Thanks for downloading, tuning in, and checking us out. This is the Not After 30 podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. Very much so, uh, hanging on there, holding on, keeping it together. Trying to, man. Trying to. Everyone does their part. All right, well, uh, I started this. So what is this, Anthony? This is the Not After 30 podcast we're recording right now with, we got uh, Melky. Yeah, take it. And then we got, we got none other than Anthony. And, uh, it's the first time, uh, meeting Tim. Hey, folks. And- Sorry, just a second. Hey, mom. I'll call you right back. I uh, got a recording right now. No problem. Yeah, for sure. So professional. That was like the most heartwarming like intro song ever. I thought so too. I thought that was like his introduction. Tim loves his. It's a head researcher for my show, man. You gotta show some love to mom. Can't just hang up on her. I'll call you when I call you. So this is also the first time Tim and uh, Mo 
vaguely met or at least talked or heard each other's voices in person, I guess. Yeah, this is the first time. Pleasure, uh, Tim. Yeah, it's great meeting you guys. Part Have of our happy before, little Tim? network here. Tim, since joining the network, have you doubled your friends? Uh, yeah, actually, probably. Yeah. Me too. You might have lost some friends. <laughs> yeah, not big losses, man. No. All right. Gentlemen, as always on the Not After 30 podcast, you must grab your drink, hold it in the air, and welcome the podcast. Ooh, crack. Going up This has Kraken in it, by the way. It's not just a McDonald's cup. There's Kraken and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I figured as much. I got a little rum punch going on. Uh, that's it, man. Oh, Get in touch with your roots. Oh, <laughs> the, run, the rum punch at Matt's, Matt and Jamie's wedding, where it almost killed half of the, the 80 people that showed up for the wedding. <laughs> oh, on the on the first night with the yellow birds, and everybody just got shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... It was quite funny. It was a bonding time. I had a guy in uh, in, in uh, Runaway Bay who cut me off from Rum Punch when we were on the catamaran, and his name was Kitty Cat, and I never forget him. <laughs> oh, man. He just cut me off right on the boat. I'm like, really, man? I'm like, we're almost the same. He's like, nah, man, nah, just uh, take it easy. Have this. I'm like, what is this? Water. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That, when we went on the catamaran, my other buddy and I, we we end up doing the Dunn Reverse Falls. I think I told this story before on the podcast, maybe earlier. But um, <clears throat> we didn't end up going on Dunn River Falls. Everybody else takes this majestic stroll up the mountain face to go to the top of the falls. And uh, my buddy Randy and I, we were just on the boat, and we got them to mix our own rum punch. They already had rum punch there. And then they added more rum to our own like pitcher oh, and stuff like that. Shit. <laughs> and then by the time Anthony came, Anthony, you were there, right? I was on the catamaran. I decided to uh, stay back with the wife and do activities. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we got absolutely annihilated on that boat. Uh, my, my point of view on it was, Everybody was kind of 50-50 about going on the catamaran before they got there. And then when everyone got back, they were walking zombies. <laughs> it was pretty fun. I went straight to my room. From what I remember, I went straight to my room and just was sleeping. I think I think everyone everyone who got back ended up taking a nap. And then everybody else who went on that catamaran except for me and one other person, I'm pretty sure got food sick from the sushi place yeah. there. <laughs> Randy almost died on that trip. <laughs> uh, anyways, 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 gentlemen, we have a kind of a unique podcast tonight. This isn't something we've done before. John messaged, messaged, ugh, mentioned it to me the other day, and we had a, a very similar experience, which was I think it's kind of like a time capsule kind of thing where something from our past um, has come back. Uh, it sounds kind of weird. John, maybe you have a better way to explain this. Um, so I was decluttering my life, essentially. That's what I was doing. And I was just going through papers, and I got, like, recipes. And I have, like, little, like, scrapbooks I've been keeping and shit like that. And, yeah, I scrapbook, so fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> going down so to Michael's, go using the coupons, getting the lessons. 
They have coupons? <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to check the site, man. 50% <laughs> off one item. Yo, get the app, John. Man, you guys are definitely thrifty uh, Michael shoppers. <laughs> Anyways, um, who's the real scrapbookers now, bitch? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and I came, I came by this. Anyways, I was going through my stuff. I was going through everything just to see what I need to keep, what I want to get rid of. And I had this list that was like things to get before like age 30. And I had like 30, 30 or 50. I had somewhere between 30 to 40 items on this list. I was looking forward to actually before we recorded. And on that list, I had like have a chef knife, have a cutting board, have a, have a, own a card holder, have a money clip, uh, have an axe, have a hatchet, have a just a bunch of things like have a duffel bag, an overnight bag. A stash a thousand dollars away somewhere in the house that for a rainy day if you need to disappear you could take that cash and leave and whatnot stuff like that right a go anyway, bag so, yeah <laughs> like like a bunk bag like a like a like a bug out bag essentially without the weapons and the passports um but there was That's a lot of these items shit. on this list like even like basic hand tools and stuff like that like a, like a medium-sized, full-size like uh, toolbox with like all the tools you need for day-to-day living, and I pretty much had everything on that list except for like, like five items. It was I don't have an axe for chopping wood yet, and I don't own a full-size sledgehammer, and like a couple other items. But I was like, holy shit, I got everything on this. It was just a little list, and I had almost everything on it. It kind of made me feel good, and I was like, shit, I've grown up a lot since I made this list, and there's certain things maybe I'd take off this list, but it was uh. It's kind of neat. Even though I lost that list, I still came. I still built that list just throughout life, and it was kind of neat. And I was wondering if anybody else had like similar things that they've done over the last 10, 15 years. That you're like, holy shit, you know that kind of resonates. That a person that you kind of wanted to be by this time, and you've kind of stayed on that line. I I can jump in because I had I had the very similar situation uh i was decluttering my overpacked storage garage and uh, i had found this old notebook that right after i finished college and then went to trade school i i wrote this down as part of like my new mantra like you know that that moment in your early 20s when you're trying to recreate yourself and it's like <laughs> i'm so i'm looking back i was i was pretty naive but i feel i feel pretty true to this and you guys know me pretty well now, but people who, who have known me for a long time will, they, I think this will resonate because it's, I feel like I'm not too far from this. Um, so I wrote it down and I just want to read them. They're 10 points and they're f- pretty quick. First, number one, set goals. Number two, work backwards. Start from your finish line and trace back. Three, plan, 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 double, and think about everything. Number four, do not follow your brain. You're stupid. Do not listen to your brain. Follow your gut. You can change your opinion uh, when you do, and people will notice, but you'll always be hungry. Number five, make sure you know what you're doing. Let them ask. Never give them too much. Always let them ask you another question. Number six, make it, make it good, make it great, but just make it. Number seven, Always stay in the right for the right reasons. Always stay in it for the right reasons. Never do it for the money. Do it when the money is right, but never do it for the money. Number eight, welcome new blood. You're not that great. Young eyes will regenerate your eyes. 
Number nine, smile for the camera. You won't remember everything. Pictures can capture it for you. And number 10, be positive. Nobody likes a negative Nelly. So, I don't know. I just, I I saw this, and I was flipping through it, similar to you, John, like a scrapbook. And I saw this, and I was like, fuck, man. This this makes me feel good. Like, this this is probably written 2002, 2003, maybe. I just feel like it's like, it just, it feels good that I wrote this down as, as opposed to, like, just these random thoughts in my head. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. I like how one of the funniest part about you yeah, <laughs> that I kind of got a little chuckle at over here at was two, set goals, and you're kind of already <laughs> setting goals for <laughs> yourself. So it's just, it made me laugh. That's an easy check mark. You got to write in shit that you're already yeah. doing. You know, <laughs> You know that, that question you get wrong in the test, right? Like your name. Like you forget to put your name down and get that wrong on the test? Yeah. Same theory. What about uh, you, Tim, or you, Mo? Uh, I never started really writing down things until like in my 30s, so I don't... <laughs> so recently. Like, yeah, like so now I write down. Like, I well, I did write on my hands, you know, like if I was trying to differentiate between like uh john and jesse like john black jesse white like you know (laughs) small details like that hold on this coming from the guy who who the first bracket of tard madness had notes on all of his characters (laughs) i just like i said i just recently started really writing things down just to have them for evidence or to fall back on them now i write like like when I do anywhere from a shopping list to um, things I want or things I need, and like everything's written down. Like, but before, I just kind of went with the flow and, you know, was trying to see where life was gonna take me, and that backfired, big time. So <laughs> I'm on a different road. <laughs> did you? Did you like? Do you have anything that you kind of like? You look back on reflect as a man or the person you want to be now versus then. Like, do you have any like self goals that you might have, like something to spark those those thoughts in your head? Like, oh shit, I came a long way. Uh, I would say communicating my 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 actual feelings. I I was always like raised. Uh, my dad's Middle Eastern, he's from uh, Jordan, so you're always raised. You don't articulate your your feelings because you're not manly enough. So I, I was like that in my 20s. So nobody really knew how I was feeling. I mean, I'd always have a smile on my face because I'd either be drunk or I'd be with a girl, right? So those are two best scenarios where <laughs> I mean, what, what's, what's changed? I'm more vocal. Like, I'm not afraid to... Well, you know me better than anyone uh, on here. I'm not afraid to vocalize myself or I was more of that quiet guy back then and yeah, so I'm just making strides to improve myself every day. I think that that's what I'm I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be a better version of me and not and not hide who I truly am. So that open communication is a really tough thing to start learning and like accepting when you're like just telling someone, "Hey, I'm frustrated frustrated right now. I don't want to talk." Mm-hmm. And like getting that space as opposed to waiting and then blowing up and then you got to freaking apologize and go through a whole shitload of stuff exactly 
Well, you may as well get it out of the way. I, I figure get it out of the way now because it's going to come back and bite you in the ass or there's going to be a blow up later anyway. So I'd rather just deal with it right away instead of waiting. Oh. But yeah, and I'm writing things down. So I guess that's part of my list. Write things down. <laughs> so can, can I well, ask kind you a, a question? That's kind of a cool idea, though. Sorry. No, I just was hoping to ask Melky a question. Yeah, go for it. So, like, what did you think was going to happen when you were, like, I don't know, 21? Like, you, you, it's just going to land in your lap? Yeah, basically. I, uh, I, I moved out to Vancouver uh, when I was 20. Uh, I went to school out there. I thought I was going to be an optician. I didn't realize that profession sucks balls to me. No. And, yeah, so I just kind of coasted and really didn't – really didn't apply myself the way I should have. And like I said, I've been going, I dealt with that for a long time and finally realized and decided, Hey, I'm going to get off my ass and apply myself more and go for the, the goals and dreams that I want. So that's what I'm doing right now. And this is actually part of it. Um, I've always wanted to be on the airway on the airwaves and it's a lifelong dream for me, you know, even if, you know, we're just having fun with it that I don't even care that we get paid for it or anything like that. It's just, it's a lifelong dream. It's a bucket. Actually, if you're going to say something uh, about a bucket list, that was on my bucket list. So I want to thank you guys for helping me achieve that uh, as well. It's a lifelong dream. So thank you. It's one check mark off my um, freshly made list of things to accomplish. Bless fam. Bless. Yes, what about sorry, you, too, man? Sorry, I don't have more to add to it, but that—that's—that's that's just me right now. It was, man, it was pretty deep. Yeah, I—I I think I kind of fall in line with uh, Melky a little bit. Like, uh, some shit happened in high school. Like, lost a bunch of family and stuff, and then just—I don't know. I didn't really see the future all that clearly, so I just kind of wandered about. Did college, got through it, worked out west for a while. You know, it just. Nothing was really happening. There was no goals, no, no nothing. And came back home and I was like, all right, I'm going to find this, this dream job. And I spent the better part of three years trying to figure out what a dream job would be for me. And essentially it just comes down to, I got to find some place that I like working and then do this or something like that in the background, find hobbies, stuff like that. And kind of just make myself happy is yeah, which was a weird kind of turn of event because, like, you're told all the way through high school, it's like, oh, find the job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Like, yeah, but what if I don't love working? <laughs> it's just like, all right. So, like, but now I, I'm just kind of accepting, like, okay, I can grind it somewhere that it's not bad. And the place I'm at, we have amazing management, good benefits, decent pay. So it's like, all right, I can, I can do this. So now I'm trying to get some real goals. Uh, just got pre-approved for a house, which I never thought that was in the cards for me. Is oh, congrats. congrats! Congratulations! Congratulations! Adulting. Right. Well, I've been adulting for a while. Graduated on the honor roll. Always paid my bills. Like that's. I don't know why I got that tension with that statement. Like that's. It's very nice, but like at the same time, like I. I don't know. I. I had. Is buying a house like the the ultimate form of adulting, or like no paying a mortgage off is the final yes. form of adulting? Yeah, 
Both of those, yes. The final evolution. All right. And uh, high price escorts and thirty-year-old scotch. <laughs> oh, we don't got that in my area. We just got ooh, poor, poor girls down on their luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, they put a poor group session. <laughs> Y'all are great. I love the fact that I'm connected with Toronto people right now, but like I'm both two hours outside of Toronto and we're dealing with y'all right now coming down and buying up houses like crazy. Oh, it hurts. What do you it mean hurt. Toronto people, man? I don't live in Toronto. I live on the other side of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough, man. My bad. <laughs> John, you did, you did enough hours in, in the T dot. You, you can be considered a Toronto person. No, they consider me a hick. <laughs> my own family considers me a hick <laughs> like it's just it's wild though like that housing market is insane like I'm hearing what the prices are up in Toronto and then like down here they're building house after house two hours away the go train doesn't even reach this far yet and like they're selling out five hundred, six hundred thousand dollar houses and like that is just not my area there's no there's- jobs like I don't know People can't afford to live in the city, unfortunately. Like they're getting pushed out, so they have nowhere to go, and they wanna, they want that, uh, they want that dream. Like, but you don't need to have a big house. And I know a lot of, I know a lot more people, even in my industry personally, as as I work as a cook. Um, and some of my friends who are like on on these health kicks or whatever like that, um, they have relatives and people who who want to do that, that small farm. And doing their own little thing nowadays because like oh that's a better way to live like self sustainability it's better than this hustle and bustle that we were told to do in high school and everyone who wants this wants that dream now of just owning a small farm and double downing on their own uh, their own property but at the same time they're forgetting that the crazy amount of uh, work that goes into this plus income like you're pretty much living off nothing but uh, it's kind of the idea that people really want to go go for now it's crazy. Oh, you should see the subdivisions coming in. And I'm just dreaming about some new restaurants. If we get new people in, fresh blood, we're going to get some decent food around here. Yeah. I just want to reference number eight from my list. Welcome, new blood. You're not, <laughs> not that great. <laughs> God, I don't know if I'm funny. Awesome. Well, guys, it's been great. I'm going to dip out. Oh, you're going to leave? No, just I'm not. No, I'm <laughs> just trying to save my bad joke. That's all. Oh, okay. It was a good one. <laughs> He's, so, up, he's pulling a George Costanza. Leaving yeah. Kind of like do we, like like Melky said. Like, how is everyone doing themselves? Like, when 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 did that come to fruition for you to do you? If that makes sense. Oh wow, that's a great question. You want me to take the reins, or? I mean, you, you already put it out there, but yeah, you can you can go you can double back. When, when did I decide to do me? Um, I actually go back three years ago when I was uh, when I was in Milton actually, and I was. You know, if you haven't heard the podcast already, I was with. I call her Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Long story behind that, but I'm not going to go into it. And it just it trickled. It was in a bad relationship, and it's because I settled, and it trickled. It was a trickle effect where that was. A miserable part of my life. My home life was a miserable part of my life. My job, I wasn't having fun or I wasn't enjoying it. So it was just a huge snowball effect. And I actually went into a deep depression 
for a little bit. And I decided I don't want to be depressed anymore. And I don't, I don't want, I, I don't, I want, I just want to be happy and whatever that may be, I'm going to find out. So I just seek different options and I just decided, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to start all over again. Going to get rid of the girlfriend. Going to move away back to Burlington where all my friends are going to switch careers. And that's what I did. And it took three years to do it, but that's what I did. And to tell you the truth, I love getting up in the morning now. It's it's like, you know, the one of those Disney cartoons where they wake up and the birds are chirping and they're, you know, they have that sweet lullaby in the background. It, I think every day the Viagra like, commercial. Exactly. <laughs> Cialis, is that it? Cialis, yes. No. Do you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about the episode of the, like, the, the Simpson reference, Systems reference, uh, where um, they go to Shelbyville and um, Martin's just like skipping around Nelson. Like, I can see that just kind of like that as being Mo right now, just skipping around. <laughs> Pretty much, man. I've, I've been prancing around a little of late, so <laughs> it's not too far off. Good so, for yeah, you, man. Just, yeah, I just decided to just uh, do, just make a complete turn because if I didn't do it then, I wasn't gonna do it, and who knows where I would have been, where I would be. I would be here, that's for sure. I would be in jail. I could be maybe dead. I don't know. So just glad I decided to do that, and like I said, if, every day is a is a blessed day for me. Good turnaround, my man. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I can jump in because I'm never short of something to say. Um, but for me, it was um, it was finally deciding on a career that helped me kind of pave the way. And that only happened because at the time I had just finished college or as Connie puts it, decided I was finished. And... Um, and I got, I got, I was working like all these weird, like half gigs, like these, these part-time jobs just to make a little bit of cash. And I would, I would do things like, um, I was working at a hockey rink, like at, in the maintenance crew. I had no idea how to do anything. I was I'm just cleaning up after the people. And I was, I was trying to just like work whatever. And then a rink rat dad, was that a rink rat. Yeah. I was basically cleaning up after the rink rats. So they would leave puddles in the corners, and I'd have to dab them up. Mm. But uh, and, we, and we called them puck bunnies at the time. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was, just, I was working for the Mississauga Ice Dogs at the time. Now they're the Mississauga Steelheads. But uh, it was a it was a fine gig. But it's not like all my friends were in college or university, finishing or in the middle of that. And I was like, didn't know what I wanted to do. And college really didn't work out as I planned it to be. So. I ended up just working for my dad for a little bit. And then I fell for one of the girls that he had working for him, like just like right into her. She was like 11 years older than me. So like at the time I was like, Oh my God, like I don't know any of my buddies dating a 25 year old and I'm dating a 20, I'm dating a 31 year old. Like this is insane. <laughs> so legendary status, my man. Yeah. Right. And Steve <laughs> strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> And so um, she's like, you, sh- you should do this. You'd be really good at hair. And I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, we're talking maybe 2002. And she was I was like, man, like, aren't all male hairdressers gay? And she's like, is your father gay? I'm like, yeah, he is. 
And um, and and she's just like, I think you'd be good at it. And then before I knew it, I was like, I was working there part time, went to school, things started to sort out a little bit. Our relationship fell apart, but then I started dating this model that I, I did at a hair show, and she was very organized, and she was very systematic with things, and I started modeling my life after the way she was kind of modeling hers, and it really influenced me to kind of be more organized, and then once I was a little bit more organized, things started to fall into place, so I don't know, that, that's kind of how, how I got my shit together, I guess 20, 22, 23-ish, maybe 24 at the time. And things just started to start to roll. And then, you know, when you find that success with things, with being organized and, and planning and, and setting goals, whatever, then things start to open up everywhere else, too. And, you know, again, probably contribute most of everything to just that kind of fundamental fundamental thoughts. Yeah, man, that's cool. It's like kind of kind of envious the fact you be able to do that so young, like find that out. You know, I'm not. I feel like a lot of a lot of people nowadays don't have that train of thought at that age, and I'll te- I can I can attest to that. Like, 23, I was kind of just angry. I was in a difficult place at the time in my life, and I had an idea of how I wanted things to go, but I didn't really know exactly how to push myself forward to do it. Um, I was just like, you know, I don't know. Nobody else in my family has taken this road. I don't really have a my peers were, for lack of better words, I felt like they're all in different places at the, at the time in life. You know what I mean? Right. But um, I was going to say, for lack of better words, scared, but none of them ever really left. They all kind of stayed safe in, in the nest, like I said, for better or less words. And it's not, it's not an insult to them or anything they, they've done in their life. They're, they've all done very well. Um, and then... I kind of just moved out west, try to get a job. I went, went to be a carpenter, actually. That's what I wanted to do. I couldn't find a job. I didn't have any skills in it, but I just needed a job. I didn't care. Um, so, But on the part-time of that, I was cooking and didn't have a car, so I couldn't go to Edmonton or the nearest city because I was living in Jasper. So I just kept cooking or whatever, and I just started to enjoy my time. I really liked cooking. Didn't really fall. Like I tried to work at the rigs. The oil went down in price or whatever like that. So I didn't get end up getting hired. Um, came back to Ontario. So this is like 26 for myself. And I was came back to Ontario. Didn't really want to cook anymore because I was kind of like thrown off by it. I was kind of upset at the industry. I and mean, also just upset at myself. As you can see, I probably had some anger issues in my life. Um, <laughs> Shows when you talk to Gooby. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then I was like, you know what? I don't, I like a lot of things, but I really enjoy cooking. It doesn't really feel like work. I'm just naturally kind of good at it. Maybe not the most organized, but I'm, I'm, I'm constantly, constantly working my crap. Like, I just find it fun. Like, I like talking about food. I like eating food. I like the culture around food, whether it's you go to the pub and have a couple of beers and some fries, or you go take uh, your girlfriend or your wife, your significant other out. To food, it's like an it's a it's like entertainment to just staying at home, making I don't know, make, just making like a a pest, like a basil and olive oil uh, pasta real quick, and it's just like oh you know this is good whatever and you feel you feel safe. And I feel like if anybody's upset while you eat, you have some issues in your life you need to deal with because nobody's upset when they eat. You're not even the fucking dogs upset when they eat. You know, <laughs> uh, they don't like to share their food so they might snap at you, but they're not really upset. So 
I just love that dynamic of food and it just makes me happy doing it. So for me, I wasn't, I wish I found that out what took me a span of, I would say, I don't like 10 years, 10, maybe 15 years actually that I like cooking to actually pursue as a career. Cause I shit. Cause I, cause I think to myself like, damn, like maybe if I just buckled down and did this when I was like 18, I'd be so far ahead of this. I'd be, I'd be way better at what I do now. But unfortunately, it took me so long to continue working in this industry, like kind of like part-time and just kind of uh, doing it. But because I like doing it, but I just never thought I would love doing it. Would you say that like uh, the culinary field, would you have that cliche of you found it or it found you? I think it goes more into um, – I, I don't know. I think it goes hand-in-hand, hand, man. I think I was just kind of – that was just what I was made to do. I wouldn't say, like, it found me or I found it. I just think we were always together. That's awesome. That's a wild gift. I mean, I wish I was, like – Gordon Ramsay, Wolfgang Puck, or whatever like that, but I'm not. But I, I, I look up to. I, I don't idolize those guys, but I definitely inspired by them what they do, and it's just uh, awesome. I just want to get to somewhere near that level, or not even their level, but just respect it amongst my work peers. That's kind of my ideal of myself for success in my industry. Is when people are like, you know what? Yeah, he he's good. Like kind of like that, Maddie Matherson's respect like he's i'm not big on his food or his uh culinary but he's well known for being good at what he does just purely he's good so at what annoying he's though but he's good at what he does and that's kind of like the respect part where i like i like about him it's like man yeah he's he, he's good so now that we're all a part of the same network if i need to reach out because like my pulled pork isn't coming together right <laughs> can i can i do that or is that like you don't want to run and bring your work home with you be honest man your pulled pork's probably better than mine how many times have you done it uh a couple dozen a couple dozen times all right so i've done pulled pork like twice in my life i'm not gonna lie to you oh so but good man i can uh i don't know maybe one day if you want to talk about like or or whatever I, I can tell you how i would i might look at the recipe if you respect it like i can probably give you some input maybe nice well i'm always looking to learn new things man yeah, it's all about your technique too, right? I will, I will tell tell John that secret sauce at your house that your mother loves. Oh, that came out wrong too, by the way. Yeah, it did a little bit. Are you talking about the apple salad? Yeah. Oh yeah. My mom claims mayonnaise is a salad dressing, which. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was like family recipe, uh, dice up a bunch of apples, throw in some green onions, walnuts, raisins, mayonnaise, friggin' delicious. Grandma used to make it. Yeah, that's, I see that's a lot that's, of shaking heads right now. It's good. That's that's pretty standard, though. That's a pretty standard recipe like of ingredients, right? I would only say what you need. No, because Granny Smith apples are tired. Maybe a little bit more vinegar I would, I would throw in there, and maybe like some aromatics. But, yeah, it sounds... It's pretty standard. Like, it's a recipe for something good already, as it is. 
like I I'm new to learning how to like really cook or put a meal together or something like that. Like my uh, presentation is still garbage, but like she kept trying to tell me like, no, it says it's salad dressing. It's a whip dressing on the bottle. I'm like, no, come on. That's mayonnaise. That's not, that's not salad <laughs> dressing. That's wrong. No. That's bad. I'm not even going to lie to you, man. Like a good, a good man, good mayonnaise is kind of what's up. Like it's, it's very basic. Like, come on. Like think about, uh, what was it? like pasta salad or whatever like that. You know what I mean? Like macaroni salad. That's what I'm thinking about. Like mayo is like the main component in making like getting thick and kind of tasty. So Perfect. I'm not going to disagree. Or potato salad. Potato See, salad. That's what I was thinking. Like when you were mentioning mayo, I'm like she making a potato salad, but there's no potatoes in it. So what the, I was like, what the deuce? That, that's just, I, Stewie came to mind. I'm like, yo, this, I'm perfect <laughs> right now. <laughs> Sounds wrong till you have it, and then it's fantastic. And he's like, "All right, you're right." Is it is the light changing? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know if it's just nostalgic because like it's been in the family. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's just one of those like terrible things the family does. Like <laughs> you hear those stories every once in a while of like uh, uh, mothers teaching their daughter how to cook a pot roast, and what she does every single time is like cut the ends off and then put it in the oven, everything, and the daughter asked the mother, like, why do you do this? She's like, well, that's just the way I was shown. So she asked the mom and the mom's like, calls the grandma. Grandma's like, oh yeah, I didn't have a big enough pot. So I'd always cut off the ends. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was going to say, what does she do with the trimmings? Does she make like sausages or like something? Nope. Just waste because he didn't have a big enough pan. Fair enough. Oh shit! Well, I'm just thinking about pot roast right now, and like the burnt, like there's a thing in like in uh Kentucky, Kentucky, yeah, called burnt ends when they do briskets and stuff like that. But like I just remember growing up, my mom making like any sort of like pot roast or whatever the end bits, even though they'd be kind of overcooked, they'd be the best part when you get that crunchy fat, like always oh, the yeah. best part. But uh, hard fought trying to get a piece of that. It is. But we're not supposed to be talking about food over here. <laughs> when, when did you feel yourself kind of coming into age there? Well, it kind of ties back into food. Uh, I uh, wasn't in a good place when I was working at West. Uh, I just all of a sudden, I just hated my job. I started picking fights with my boss, which was really unfair looking back, having grown up now. You know, like I just I hadn't learned my job the way that I should have or taken the time to. And for whatever reason, I was putting a lot of stuff on him because he wasn't communicating or whatever. But like, fuck, we were all kids. I was a wastewater treatment operator. So it just like I got to a point that I was just fed up. I was tired. I I just all of a sudden quit my job and moved home. And uh, when I got here, I realized how fucking big I had gotten. I was just, you know, drinking, eating too much, not taking care of myself. And I was like close to 300 pounds. Oh. So like I came home and I was completely lost. And the only thing I knew I wanted to do is not be in wastewater anymore. And I was just like going through these like emotional ups and downs of like, what do I want to do? What am I actually capable of? What kind of skills do I have? You know, like what, what jobs can I apply for? I just completely and utterly like, Oh, I'm average. I have nothing to offer. Maybe I'll go back to school, but just to go to school so I don't have to, like, think about this anymore. 
and then started applying to stuff and it just this real numbness kind of set in and then one day I decided for me because I'm not speaking to anybody else that has gone through any of this just for me I had to decide to be happy so start uh dieting uh you know tried half a dozen diets until I found what worked uh and yeah I just kind of walked into this job and yeah from there I've just been figuring it out I'm still I wouldn't say that I'm 100% set that I've figured it all out or anything but I'm on a a way better path you know just hit 198 uh, a couple of weeks ago so I'm out of 200s for the first time in like six or seven years I'd say congrats yeah slowly but surely Weight Watchers recommended by Anthony fucking life-changing happy to hear it man yeah so I don't know just trying to learn what hobbies you're into and like developing healthy hobbies has also been big for me listening to shows drawing recording you know looking for for little things that aren't just drinking and watching netflix or getting high and playing video games not saying those things are bad but like when that's monday to friday for three four five ten years you wake up one day and you're like i've accomplished nothing yeah it kind of it kind of hurts though eh? when you when you kind of sometimes you think about that like you're like holy shit like i think I don't know. I think like young John be disappointed in uh, in myself right now, but at the same time, like yeah, man, I don't care. I'm pretty happy. Like, I'm, I'm 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 confident in myself. To be honest, like that's what I guess that's what I want. I'd like to say to my younger self, like if I can help my younger self out in any way. Kind of had to go through those times to appreciate it now, right? Yeah. Like I'm still self conscious about my show, and I'm learning and growing all the time, but. I have a year's worth of episodes that I put out at this point. Like that's something it doesn't have to be Joe Rogan, but I did something. No one can yeah. beat Rogan though. You know, you know what I mean? Like no one, like Joe Rogan is putting out so many podcasts, so many hours. It's an un, unobtainable pace. What he's paid a hundred million fucking dollars. I know. <laughs> You know, Joe Rogan, I can use some coaching. <laughs> I mean, Joe Rogan. To... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Joe Rogan put on a masterclass on podcasting. Who would have guessed the guy doing news radio and Fear Factor would be fucking that, have that much depth to his character? Uh, I'll tell you, man. I, I've been listening to Rogan since episode seven. I, I still living at home when I started listening to him. And from the beginning, he was always very insightful. He could explain something very well. And those are two very good qualities of any storyteller. Do you ever miss Redman? Like the rapper? Uh, his sidekick there. Red Band. His... Oh. Red Band, sorry. Um, no, I couldn't. I could never stand Brian. Isn't Brian still on the show and he does like the... The pulls up all the articles. He yeah he used to do that. Now young Jamie does that. Oh okay okay. Yeah, I was never a big Red Band fan, and I always felt him like Joe. Joe would always call him like a man child, and it's a hundred percent correct. And the guy's like, 
45 or something. It happens. Mind you, I might be doing the same thing at 45, so I'm just... Yeah. I don't know. I always felt him uh, keeping the show grounded. Now Rogan is, like, just a little bit too... I don't know. Yeah, too philosophical. Like, it, he needs the occasional far joke or something like that, because it doesn't all have to be highfalutin. No, but I think a little bit of it's, like, not, not necessarily an act, but he's kind of, like... I would say he's almost the opposite side to like almost like Howard Stern if that makes sense a little more edu- like absolutely yeah. yeah I don't think he 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 doesn't have to be super raunchy sometimes I guess he could be but he's not that shock jock like Stern was mind you the world didn't need another shock jock because you know after like a 95 every every morning radio show guy was a shock jock so I think I think Rogan just found something he he embodies what the true art of podcasting is which is just like not talking not talking in this super radio voice but talking in your real voice and asking real questions and you know not hitting marks every 15 minutes because of commercial breaks but doing long-form interviews like he's a true essence of what podcasting is and I, I just think that uh that's why people were so attracted to his show and that's why he has something like 300 million downloads a month or whatever crazy it is I just always believe, um, always get you what, like, always stick with what got you to the dance. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah. feel if you, you if you forget that, you kind of lose a little bit of yourself. So I haven't listened to Joe Rogan in a long time, so I don't, I don't know for sure how drastic it's changed, but it, I, it has I, I, the same show. Does it? Yeah. Just more money behind it. That's all. That's it. I just oh. listened to. The clips on YouTube, man. Yeah. Melky, John, do you guys mind if I ask you a question? I was just kind of curious, like, so what brought you guys into podcasting? Like, where's the uh, the drive beer and how? <laughs> wow, I had mustard is fucking amazing, by the way. I'm in, really enjoying your show. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um... <laughs> I got to show some love, man, because oh, God damn it. <laughs> Scooby. Well. Mo, go ahead. You can go first on this. Uh, like, like I was saying, uh, when I was a kid, I I always wanted to be a radio broadcaster, but I steered to in a different direction when I was in my twenties. So it was just it was it was lost it was lost to me that dream, and I've spoken to John about it a few times, and. We you know we were just chit chatting and mentioned it, and I'm like, oh, that'd be pretty cool if uh, you know we uh, did a podcast about just what the random stuff we talk about at bars because we just always have people that kind of gravitate to our conversations, and yeah, just we decided one night, hey, let's let's do it and let's just see if uh, we can make art out of it, and here we are. Four episodes in. Well, four and a half. Well, for me, what what got me into podcasting is uh, Anthony over there. Um, yeah, so 
Anthony got me into podcasting back in Jamaica. I'm not sure if you listen if you listen to any of the old episodes. <clears throat> Real old. But Anthony got me into podcasting back in like Jamaica. Um, the rum punch. Um, <laughs> Yo, that rum punch will mess you up, man. Mm. So talked about it. He brought it up a couple times. And I was like, yeah, man, whatever, whatever. You know, like, let's do it let's back home. Like, take my number before we go at the airport, whatever. And then uh, call me up and I'll be there. And I'm not sure if he believed me or not, but I think I asked him. I, I think I asked him where he reached out to me. I was like, yeah, let's do it. He invited me out. From there, like, we did it. But um, I remember when I was a kid, <clears throat> used to watch, like, uh, I didn't really watch, but, like, there was always, like, Jerry Springer on. Like uh, the Maury Pur- Por- Porvidge or whatever the fuck his name is, um, Oprah, and then like, like 680 Radio was always on. A lot of like talk show type things were always on, and I always was very inquisitive as a child. So there's like, where there were there were tapes of me uh, doing like radio. Cause my sister would do like pretend to do radio shows on tapes and stuff like that, like practice recording yourself. That's not. Um, but I never thought of ever like other than that when i was a kid playing around like pretending to be a radio host or like a tv host i never thought of it as an adult never really liked my voice um anthony like i said anthony got me back into it to double, to double back around um enjoy doing it enjoy getting together with uh with people with, with the guys or whatever and just talking uh, about issues about things that make us laugh whatever it is and just kind of putting it out there and mostly the fact that I have fun doing it is why I like it. That's a big thing in my life is like um, kind of just doing little things that make you happy. I think just helps with my own mental health. And that's why I still that's why I record. I don't record very often because I put my job first, my group, my, uh, my my passion, my biggest passion first. But I always like doing this on the side. So. So, yeah, that's kind of what just keeps me going. It's awesome. Damn, John, deep. <laughs> it's not really that deep. I I remember the sideways look you gave me when I told you I had a podcast. We were at the cigar bar, and um, I think a whole bunch of people went one way, and I think it was like four of us were just staying staying in this because I guess that the vibe was just right and just shit talking about it the whole time, and that that was actually so. At that time in Not After 30 Folklore was um, the original creator of it, um, Aaron, um, he he had just like kind of given up on it. Like he was back and forth between two different jobs and, and young family and he just didn't have the time and I'd harass him every day be like, dude, do you want to record tonight? I was like that, that, that little kid just like asking, I was just so intrigued by such a big joe rogan and kevin smith fan that i was like and even at the time adam carolla and i was just so into it i was just like want to do it all the time and he's like man why don't you just take this over and i was like well what i'm gonna take it over like we got six listeners and i'm gonna take it over what, what am i gonna do with it like he had to learn everything on the fly so that at that point i was like i met john and you know we kind of had like good vibes and it just that worked out well for us so we ended up building. We brought Greta in after a little while, and yeah, things are good. It was, it was most definitely fun. It was a fun time. Um, drive killed me, but it was a fun time. I would definitely stay. 
It's just so yeah, interesting. You cracked the house a whole bunch of times, though. Pardon? No, I did. I did. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I just. I just thinking back about it. Like it's. I mean, my sideways looks. One, one, first off, it's pretty. Once I'm at the bar, it's pretty hard to move me away from the bar. Like I can just go there automatically. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, well, I, I think my sideways looks, people might get more offended, offended by, which they don't need to be offended by. Just the way I look. A lot of sideways eyes for me. John, do you do you have a favorite podcast moment? Like, what what's your favorite podcast moment? Podcast moment. Um, shoot, I don't know. I mean, they all been pretty good. Um, I always have some deep conversations. I don't have. There's nothing big yet that I could. You know what? That's a lie. Podcast awards. That's my favorite time podcasting. That was a good time. That that's on my list too. But also all of the drink companion or the drink oh, uh, the, chronicles, the drink tastings. Yes. Oh my god. For those who don't know, somebody had this bird brain idea of having like these these podcasts based around uh, trying different alcohols. Like so, for example, if we were gonna do whiskey. Like, everyone bring a bottle of whiskey, whatever they want to do, as long as you don't have the same ones. And we're going to do, like, a small little taster of of it on its own. And then you have to create a mixed drink around that one that you brought. And, John, do you remember what the first one – was it rum, the first one? Maybe. Or was it – no, I think – was it vodka? <laughs> oh, it might have been vodka, right? Because I, I, I hate vodka. And I was like, you, you try to make me a fan of vodka. And um, I'm still waiting for that, but – all I'm saying, actually, that, that, that those chronicles were really good. We should have kept going. I mean, it was it was tough on the liver, but it was pretty fun. I think Mo would enjoy it. Mo would <laughs> Dude, we we there's so many. We did one uh, bourbon. The bourbon, John, were you for there for the bourbon one? Uh yes, I was. <clears throat> we we had like nine guys there. Oh no, I wasn't so, there for the bourbon one. Oh, okay, oh, I remember you, you did the tequila one, and I got some trouble. I got some flack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the tequila one we had to take down because one of the people involved with it, their significant other, I'm trying to be as vague as possible, their significant other was not cool with the idea. And so I, after like two days, I had to take it down. And then we re-released it like three years later as <laughs> all it is is one, two, one, two, three floor. <laughs> <laughs> We I had no description, no anything, no no mention of anything. It was it's so crazy. That one was crazy. The, my favorite one I think was a bourbon one, because by the end of the night, we oh my god, it was such it was we had nine. So think of this, the the podcast itself was like maybe an hour and a half, let's say ninety minutes. There was nine guys, which meant we had basically like nine half shots and then nine half mixed drinks. In 90 minutes, and there was a bourbon. <laughs> and then, like one of my buddies who said he wasn't gonna come, shows up last minute with out of all the bourbons he could have chose, shows up with Red Stag, the the dirtiest of all dirty bourbons. And we're drinking like really nice bourbons, you know, like hundred dollar bottle of bourbon. And then he shows up with this, and he's like laughing it up. He's like, "Ah, all you fuckers are gonna have to drink this now." <laughs> 
Oh man, I still have that. Bo- I'm looking at that bottle right now, and that was at least four years ago. Wow. Yeah, it haunts me. Anyways, that's probably one of my favorite podcast moments. <clears throat> and we should uh, <laughs> we should do an episode of that. Yeah, a flashback. I mean, I remember a lot of people liking them. They're like, those are hilarious. Yeah. I'm in. It's interaction. Well, what about you, Tim? What's your favorite moment? Uh, oh, back in the day, uh, one of the earlier episodes I did, I had mentioned our deep fried pickles fries. And that was specifically to annoy a buddy of mine. <laughs> Which I got the reaction I I wanted. He called me up and he was like, "You just put that in there to fucking annoy me." I'm like, "No, of course not." And then I called around to a bunch of people and recorded them agreeing with me. And I tried to get his wife to agree with me, and she wouldn't. But uh, yeah, specifically making an episode just to annoy one person was wait a uh, minute, wait a minute, wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so what was the conclusion? <laughs> well. I stand by it. Deep fried pickles are fries. You got little spears. They're deep fried. It's on the same side dish menu. Like if you were looking at fries, onion rings, it's the same family. It's right there. So are then why isn't an onion fingers? ring a French fry? Wait, is chicken fingers a fry? I think the argument could be made. You got chicken fries at Burger King. Yeah, but you also have chicken fingers too. Yeah, it's just like a daddy fry. It doesn't stop being a fry just because it's thicker. Is a potato wedge a French fry? That's what she said, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just a little thicker. (laughs) Yuck. Can we have a a little potato wedge a French fry? I don't know. Like, I I say no. You say no? Come on, it's a vegetable. It's been deep fried. Same thing. First of all, pick, pickles are gross. First and foremost, they should be what? called. They whoa, should be called. Whoa, whoa. Hold my beer. They should be called vampire cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, second of all, if you're gonna deep fry it, it's yeah, yeah. Nope. I I would I agree with myself mostly because it's too late <laughs> and I can't back down and it's gonna continue to annoy him that this keeps getting brought up, but. We'll follow this logic. A deep-fried Mars bar. You know, you go to the fair, you get one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, would yeah. be a dessert fry. So a fry is anything that's deep-fried? Yeah, deep-fried and square or rectangular. Okay, now, French fries usually don't have a coating on them. They're just fried. Mm. Like, you, you can how- have... You can have French fries that are culinary on them. <laughs> you can have French fries that are baked. So essentially, a fry is like a potato. Like a, I like got French fries, a potato. Which French fries actually come from Belgium, not even France. There was a misconception during World War One where the soldiers, all the English-speaking soldiers, heard uh, saw the Belgian people making French fries. And since Belgium, 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 what are they called? Belgiums. Belgiums. Bel- yeah, Belgians speak French or a, a dialect of French that they started calling them French fries. So the Belgian people gave us waffles and fries. Yeah, we should honor <laughs> these people way more often. <laughs> we may have to edit this out because to this day I throw in the odd reference just to annoy him. So, 
Ah, fuck. All right. That's reasonable. That's the first reasonable uh, excuse that's kind of torn apart my argument. Damn it. (laughs) All right. French fries and deep fried pickles are two different things. All right. (laughs) I done fucked up. (laughs) No, but that was my favorite moment. Just picking one person out of like the few uh, listeners that I have and just annoying him someone who was kind enough to listen so that i could get some feedback on what it was doing and i just spent like two hours calling around to his friends and family not even my friends and family his to get people to support me <laughs> i love it that's dedication just to upset one person i love it Yo, what what when in my earlier days i i bought a, a house with my buddy it was our first first purchase and we moved in and he was we were both Blue Jay fans, but he was also a big Red Sox fan. And the natural en- enemy of the Boston Red Sox is the New York Yankees. I started to become a Yankees fan just to patronize him a little bit. Like it, <laughs> we go back and forth. It, it became such a big deal that mutual friends of ours would then buy me gifts that were New York Yankee specific. Like no joke, a good buddy of ours bought me a Babe Ruth. Yankees jersey and I was like ah, first of all I'm never going to wear this but second of all thank you so much because I'm only going to wear it at home did you do the point of friend well? good enough that could survive that minor just like constant irritation oh yeah and at the time too the Yankees and the Red Sox were going back and forth this is I think uh, maybe right before or right after Boston might have got their first win over New York. Were, were there any scraps? No, not between us, but between our other roommate who listens all the time, but I'm not going to name him by name. Fuck it, I'm going to name him by name. <laughs> Kyle, a.k.a. Uh, Superior Finish Painting. Um, the two of them would go back and they would fight like fucking brothers. They had known each other a long time, but on our way to our ball hockey game, our one roommate was a goal, goalie, and Kyle was just like poking the bear. And like talking shit, so <laughs> no joke. Our our other roommate is dressed in full goalie equipment. We're about to start the ball hockey game, and they start fist fighting on on the court. <laughs> and the other team's like, "Yo, what the fuck's going on?" And I'm like, "Guys, come on, <laughs> what?" Yeah, no, 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 no major scraps. At least not. We all just him. get along. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Although we ended up not being friends, like we're not friends now, but um, that was for something maybe not exactly directly related related to the Red Sox Yankees uh, rivalry. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Melky? What's your favorite podcast moment so far? Well, I mean, I'm new to the game, obviously, uh, but. I'd probably have to say the second episode with the uh, entitled "What's a Gooby." I feel like that was the first time the four of us were were together, and ele- it was just electricity. And plus, we got to make fun of Gooby. Like, let's let's be real. <laughs> Any time we get to man, it's it's a wild it's a wild show. And he was a good sport about it. But yeah, I, I'd say that that episode. I still laugh to this day, especially with the furry versus. <laughs> furry versus uh, trans uh, trans was it transsexual? No, uh, was it? No, it was uh, wearing women's uh, wearing lingerie or whatever. 
It was Drake Queen. Dressing dressing a drag in front of your, your partner or being a furry. Yeah, I still laugh to this day. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh a quick qu- quick question from you guys. <clears throat> uh Tim and Anthony. What do you like about the mustard podcast? I just as 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 critique and um any suggestions or what do you guys what what do you guys like do you about guys, it? Do you want us to do one good, one bad, or do you guys do you just want to know what we like? I just want to know your guys' opinion, your input. Do both though. Give uh, positive and negative feedback because it's all constructive, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Tim, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Sure, I'll start. Uh, you guys have a great dynamic and energy already. Uh, giving everybody time to speak is really hard chemistry to get, but you already have that down. And uh, it's obvious you guys are friends, which is really nice going in and just seeing people enjoy each other's company. I hope like going forward, you guys get together and just have that kind of fun because that's what I would be tuning in to listen to is just you guys enjoying each other, having a cool conversation about random ass shit that you want to talk about. <laughs> Keep up the Simpsons <laughs> references. <laughs> that's uh, uh, nostalgic as hell, man. Like, that's the the uh, seasons that I grew up with, everything that I'm, uh, I'm here and I'm loving it. And uh, yeah. Fucking lay off Gooby, man. He seems like a decent guy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little a little input that I feel that I asked I asked Melky about. <clears throat> I want to lay off Gooby as much as possible, but I think he riles he knows how to rile me up and he gets underneath my skin. I think he does. I think he gets a rise out of it. He does. Something will be lost from the show if you do. Don't lay off Gooby. I just got to be part of the run. <laughs> I just got that oppositional defiance, man. Go for it. Get him. <laughs> now, he's a good guy. He's a solid dude. I feel. I do feel bad. I'm like, oh, man, I just went in on him. I was like, ah. Oh. It's never it's sounded so like he uh, he's reacted poorly to it, though. He must have a pretty good sense of humor about it all. He does now because back then when – you know, with wing night and when we just all hang out, we were malicious and we ganged up on him and he, he didn't like it. There were times where he just said, he'd say, fuck it. I'm not taking this shit. I'd go and he'd go home and be like Cartman. Ski guys and getting him. Like it'd be like one of those, uh, one of those moments. But yeah, he, he grew a backbone uh, later in life and he has fun with it and so he's he's a great guy. Honestly, uh, we're we're actually very lucky that he's our friend, and I say that from the bottom of my heart. So, yeah. dude, every group needs that lightning rod, and like you can tell when the lightning rod isn't there because then it's like, oh shit, whose turn is it to roast? <laughs> I hope it's not me. I hope it's not me. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I think we got a pretty good dynamic, even uh, even sans Gooby of uh, people who can take that. That lightning, be that lightning rod, as you said. I mean, well, he's a little bit too large of a lightning rod, so it just all kind of focuses on him <laughs> in one spot. He, um, he's one guy to all you guys who has his shit figured out, too. Yeah. All right, can I jump in? Because I, I wanted to, uh, to just tie something together. Um, Tim said, like, you know, lay off Gooby, which is – very, it's so eerie that he said that, that Tim said that, 
because just the other day, um, Gooby and I were going back and forth, and he's like, yo, I just listened to Midnight Owl, my love letter to weed, and I loved it. Like, Tim's amazing at what he does. I'm like, well, reach out to him. Let him know. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I actually want him to be my Sherpa because I want to start, you know, like, uh, experimenting with cannabis. I'm like, he's your guy. Do it. Reach out. So the fact that Tim and Gooby might be an item all of a sudden – <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking spinoff here. I'm thinking there could be something good here. Is it be called the mid goob or the go- or or the midnight midnight the gooby or oh. yeah midnight? Well, you guys were saying Gooby's the only uh, gamer in the group, and I was thinking about starting a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'll oh. just take Gooby on an adventure. Oh man, please do Is that with LSD. <laughs> I was thinking D and D, but yeah, man, LSD too. D and D on LSD. Yeah. Roll your D20. You're about to fight a dragon. Oh, shit. <laughs> just just make sure he has a bag of Cheetos on hand. It's, it's not the same without it. I'm high-end. I'll get on some code Red Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I could also jump in just on my, on my critiques. You know, you know I, I want to put out yeah. the best type of podcast we can. And audio quality is always a big thing with me. I wouldn't say I'm an audiophile, but I definitely want to try to make it the best as possible. And I I love a but you, I love a lot of the references, like a lot of the old school Simpson references makes me make me laugh. But some of the references, like uh, uh, SpongeBob, I, like, I don't know what SpongeBob is, and I don't know what Dragon Ball Z is. I don't know those things, so those lose me. But I know that's a generational thing. But everything else I enjoy. So uh, and uh, I think I think. Ba is a really funny guy, and I, lo- I love any type of Ba I can get, so I'm a fan of that, too. Ba's yeah. great. He, he's, he's quick-witted. He's, he's so he's, funny. He's very quick. Cool. You got it. You nailed it. He's very, very quick-witted. Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you say level three, or...? Yeah, maybe nine thousand, but like not there yet. Getting there, like eight ninety nine. Other fucking millennials. <laughs> yeah, man, I love I love Bot of Death. I think he. Uh, any podcast I, I'm on, I really like. I really enjoy his company being there. I guess just in general, man. Like we're we're not as tight as we used to be, which is just kind of just growing up. Um, but yeah, I just his energy. Like I don't know. It's it's definitely nice to have him on on the air with me, and just in general, like it just sometimes I'm sometimes I come off as an ass, or like my jokes might go overhead, and then he kind of like he does a big part in recovering or finishing kind of finishing it off, like you know what I mean? Yeah. So he he has he just it's, he seems like he has one liners for days, like he just. We, we were doing a Leaf podcast once, and the Leafs had traded for a longtime Montreal Canadian. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but uh, something Placanic. Oh, Thomas, Thomas Placanic. Thomas, yeah, yeah. And Bob's like, Leaf legend Thomas Placanic. I'm like, the guy hasn't even played one game for the Leafs, but it's so funny. It sticks with me all the time now. <laughs> yeah, that would be a Bob a ba thing to say, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Good guy. He, solid guy. So yeah, if we I were just, to open it back up from uh, what you've heard of our shows, do you have any uh, critiques or anything that you, you've you been enjoying? Put me on blast here. 
Yo, I, I love the Midnight Owl. Tam, I tell you this all the time. It's incredible. I always like the time you put into the quality of the sound, the even the background, the, um, the ominous noises. I love all that. I love what you do with it. I love your sense of humor with it. I think you're crushing it. Fucking podcast of the year award. Yeah, I'll build there. I'll get it. You, Thanks, man. You are going to get it. For Thank me, you. I got to listen. I got to tune in. I'm sorry, Tim. Yeah, it's all good, man. It's nothing. I, 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 to be honest, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. I like, so I need to, I need to listen. I should tune in more to other people's. I have a short attention span for background noise. That's why I like a lot of times just playing music and stuff like that. And even then, I get annoyed. It's nothing personal. Hey, that's all good. If you do decide to try one of mine, go later on. The first ones are a little rougher. <laughs> get better and better. I, I would say after episode three, it, it hits its stride. All right. Give me fanboying out over here. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Thanks, my dude. Uh, I, I'm guilty, too. I, I started to listen, uh, but got sidetracked with uh, some other events. But I love your, your setup, your intro. And you have the voice that is calm like it just calms people down it makes you just want to sit you know uh, go get a coffee or a tea or or an I, I or irish them up it doesn't matter and sit down and just have a listen like it's a peaceful setting and tone that you present you know on your intros and and the in your voice itself it, it it's uh it's pretty mesmerizing so i'll give you that but that, I, that's I need a to very listen to good observate observation Tim never seems like he's rushing into what he's about to say. He always says it with great cadence. And I feel like that's that's one of my critiques. I always feel like I'm rushing to say what else was on my mind. But Tim is just like so melodic when it comes out that it just has this beautiful cadence to it. It's like yeah. butter. I got to fucking uh, release one of the unedited versions where it's me <laughs> stuttering through a sentence. I wonder if I accidentally like uh, walked into like some ASMR shit, like just trying to figure it out. And like now I talk here and then I'm like I'll, I'll be tapping my fingernails here. I'll get like a million. <laughs> That's how I'll get a million. I just sneak into the AS- ASMR people. All of a sudden, Tim gets all these sponsorships for earphone companies. Yeah. <laughs> Road mics, like Tim, we need you. I yeah, I just gotta live with making like the weird ass mouth noises. <laughs> so let's do it naturally. Yeah, let's do it naturally. So I what's your balloon uh... at the yard sale the other day? And uh, can you hear it squeak? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that fucking shit? Like, fucking on YouTube, people put their kids on there doing like ASMR shit. Like, that is weird. Weird, so, weird, weird. So weird. Yeah, I try not to watch kids on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your what's your setup for as you go into your episodes? Like what what do you uh like what's your what's your planning? How do you yeah, how do you how do you set up yourself for your, your recording? What's your uh setup, what's your plan? Do you like your ideas? Like do you have like a dialogue, a set schedule or anything? Like how do you come with your uh content and how do you produce your content i'll let you take this one and if you want to go first who me uh, personally or oh. were you asking me or aunt or both? I, was, I was asking you uh oh well i uh generally go with an idea like i'll get like all right so let's talk about the windigo or, or you know some random conspiracy theory 
and I'll get it and then I'll start researching it and uh, trying to figure out like how do I make this work or how do I make it real because that's what I've always been interested in as far as like magic or conspiracy theories or these mythic beasts or something. It all has some kind of basis in reality of like it's a human fear and it's just trying to be explained through this. So how do I make it real? And then once I figure that out, I'll write it, go intro, quote, body, conclusion, where I try to wrap it all back together. And then somewhere in between, uh, yeah, then, then I record, edit it down, and then put the, the music in the, in the front end. Nice. What, what equipment are you using? Uh, I'm using a Audio-Technica AT2020 through a Behringer uh, mic. Uh, what do they call this? It's, it's an XLR mic, so I have to use the, uh, the converter here. But uh, it's got four mic inputs. I'm still saving up to get a couple more mics and hopefully friends. <laughs> and I can uh, have like a round uh, roundhouse sit down. Nice. And Anthony, I haven't been to your new spot yet. You're still at the same. Yeah, studio is. Uh, when was the? You haven't been here at all to the new the new one? No, 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 no. I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, I guess the last time Tim saw was back in September, and it was still framing it and uh nothing going on i've been meaning to make a video uh, of a tour of the new studio but yeah i still this the same more or less the same setup um that i had at the last studio there's a couple new mics um and there was there was a couple of good black friday sales that i uh i picked up uh, two new mics but more or less everything's the same setup and uh just a sweeter spot more soundproofing and uh you know just just uh, just a spot. Just uh, I, got, I got these awesome comfy chairs, like these big orange comfy chairs. And I, when I saw them, I was like, they'll be perfect for the podcast. <laughs> so I've just got this great space. I, I just put up the the uh, liquor cabinet. So whenever uh, whenever you can prove to me that you don't have the COVID virus, then you can come over. All right, all right. And then, uh, how do you come? With your, what's your format for for content? Well, John, you know, you know me, know. man. Let, let, let's let's go in with an idea. Let's have a couple drinks. Let's see where it goes. That's usually the formula that I like the most. Um, it's what I enjoy most about podcasts that I listen to as well. I, I don't want to go in there too predetermined because I I believe that it changes um, it changes the way I want to present the conversation and the way that I like to present the conversation is let's make this as real as possible and let's just enjoy like let's enjoy this this time like let's not make this a, a chore let's make this fun so that, that's what works for me although that being said i'm doing an interview in a couple of weeks with a guy named the Catman, who is um in the bobblehead world he's kind of this um i don't know how, i don't know i don't know something to compare him to uh okay let, okay i'm gonna put this out there it's, it's a loose analogy and it's only because i finished the last dance uh which was it's, he's kind of like the michael jordan in the sense of he was he was very good at what he did before, but he retired for a short time and now he's back, and now he's selling these these custom made bobbles for like three hundred and fifty bucks a pop, and that's a base model. Um, and so I'm gonna interview him in a, in a couple of hopefully within the next two weeks. So at that point I'll have something more structured to talk to him about. But 
as it stands right now. Uh, I, I don't like to to uh, to pre prep too much, but I do like to go in with a loose idea. I think uh, to sum it up, that's uh, I don't know, I, I, we we I guess have the same mantra because we also we've done this together, where um, we like the, we enjoy each other's company. I guess when you know I say I I agree with that. Um, I like to go. I like to have ideas that we have, and I want to keep it fun. Personally, I like to keep it fun. I rather shoot. For, I like having the idea, of the content, and then shooting from the hip of mm. of us conversations. I don't want to plan out. I don't like planning out. That's kind of like my where we agree. Where we agree on that on that sense. But I do like having. Okay, this is maybe what we can do. This is how we have banter. Um, just keep ideas fresh and like movies fresh and whether they're old or new or whatever like that. Um, but I do like having set context. I don't like going in too much of just having that blank space where you're like, mm, and there's that dead silence. I kind of feel like that's super awkward to have. So I do like having content and ideas ahead of time. Don't need to know what we're going to talk about. Well, I don't need to know what you're going to say, but I like having the idea that we know what we're talking about. Mo, yeah. what's, your, what's your input? Yeah, I'm on the same page. I like to I like to have a guideline, and and then you know from there we have the guideline, and then you just keep it as authentic as possible. Just like uh, what Anthony was saying to keep it real. Uh, that's that's how I like to roll. Look, I don't like people playing on my phone. I just keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know if it's Tim there. It's Tim's there, but we're going on like an hour twenty, so almost eighty minutes here of recording. Yeah. Let's call it. It's right. yeah. It's been uh, it's been good. Yeah, we got to do this again sometime soon, guys. Yeah, it's been real though. Like uh, I I enjoyed it. Definitely a different level of conversation than than the mustard podcast. I, I, I named this group. I just I named like this not group. having to script it. Yeah. I named this group NOM, as in N from Not After 30, O from The Midnight Owl, and M for Mustard. So, <laughs> so NOM number one in the book. NOM NOM. I don't even feel like it's it's the whole Mustard group, though, without without Jesse and Gooby. Without Bon Gooby, to be honest. Fair, but that's what you're representing, right? You're representing that pod, so that's what I'm going with. Yeah. I guess, but I, I, it's, I feel dirty. I feel like I'm cheating and can't have just mustard and and not have like the rest of the crew. John, come on, man. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. So you feel like honey mustard instead of just regular <laughs> mustard. No, you guys not even John of the mustards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair. All right. Well, with that, guys, it was great, Tim. It was great, uh, Anthony and Melky. We should do this, definitely do this again sometime. Like, it was great meeting you guys. I really hope we do. Like, uh, not just talk. Like, I hope we uh, jump back on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Yes. Now it's a pleasure, boys. Uh, thank you for the insight. I'm always trying to learn, so this is great. Well, again, let's 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 do it. Let's do it again. Let's have the discussions. Yeah, boys. Right, guys. Have a good time. Yeah, you as well. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Hoot, hoot.